0: Greetings to you all. My name is Royce White, and I'd like to share a few thoughts on the behalf of Chris Martinson and Peak Prosperity. It's time for serious people to grab the reins of our society. Those that believe in truth as the highest order and have a real sense of humanity. Chris Martinson has provided content and information that some may not want to hear, some may not want shared, but it's necessary nonetheless. He has done what we have all been called to do. Take a risk, take a chance, for the betterment of others, for the betterment of humanity. When we concede our fundamental right to see the truth, to hear the truth, to know the truth, we have subscribed to a society that can no longer fulfill the deepest needs of our own humanity. We must continue to fight back the momentum of tyranny and censorship. Godspeed. Folks, we are in for the fight of our lives. Come on, let me show you what I'm talking about. The following is the audio version of a video released at peakprosperity.com. Visit peakprosperity.com to watch the video and to find other insightful content such as articles, discussion forums, and exclusive subscriber-only content. Hello, everyone. Dr. Chris Martinson here. After a week on the stairs, I got put in the penalty timeout box uh, because I was a bad boy again, I guess. Uh, So we're going to talk about something very near and dear to my heart, which is the whole idea of uh, free speech and particularly the free exchange of ideas. And by the way, science is never settled. We always learn more and that's the beauty of it and science is not this thing that's clean and pure and you ask and answer a question it's a rough and dirty scrum and there's back and forths and this is the nature of it new ideas are wrestled out of the ether down here into the firmament of the earth and that's how it's always been as a famous physicist once said science advances one funeral at a time all right That's because people hold on to things and they develop belief systems. This is a really insane moment of time. I talked about how we're all like rats in a cage. Recently, at my website, we've been talking about menticide, which is the process of mass psychosis. And certainly, there's some elements of that going on today. And I know a lot of you listening uh, know exactly what I'm talking about around that. Along the way, I've gotten to meet some really incredible people, people of super high integrity, people. Like Royce White, people like Pierre Corey, on and on, Brett Weinstein, very long list of people who are really admirable, doing the right thing, and incredible integrity to the truth as best as we can understand it. So, with that, let me tell you uh, what I'm talking about in case you didn't know. Uh, It was just, you can see here, let me get my drawing tool out. You know how much I like my drawing tool. And We put up a a new piece on August 24th, 2021, and um, this was titled uh, Your Job or the Jab. It did really well in the few hours it was up. We posted it about seven o'clock, it went live, and just by 12 o'clock that night, so five hours later, it received a strike, the dreaded YouTube strike. And uh, we've been on that timeout all week, very mysteriously, when we woke up this morning when the strike was supposed to be over, we found that this exact piece, had been magically the strike was removed we don't know what happened of course there's no communication Um, i'm a just a content creator who's developed tens of millions of views for youtube but you know they're they're not interested in explaining what happened why it happened or what even it means that this thing was just suddenly unstruck we don't know Uh, there's just a lot of very conflicting hard to understand rules and listen i get it if i if i'm youtube with 500 hours of new material going up every minute Um, onto their platform. Listen, you you have to develop really big automated processes to try and parse through that to keep legitimately harmful ideas off of there. Listen, I get it. I run a website, Peak Prosperity. We have a lot of people come on there and we moderate it very carefully because we're interested in having a certain tenor of conversation. We're not interested in people talking about uh, things that are uh, provably wrong. We have somebody wander in for a while and try to make a whole thing about the flat earth. And we got rid of uh, that person very quickly because hey, they can have that conversation if they want. I'm not going to try and stop them from having that conversation, but I don't want it on my platform because we've got other work to do, really important things to talk about. So I get it. Moderation and figuring stuff out is hard at scale. I get it. So mistakes can happen. But I got a whole story here to tell you. And by the way, as a reminder, here's why I do what I do. I do what I do because I get comments like these. I have literally thousands and thousands of comments from people saying, thank you so much for what you do. I've learned from you. Uh, Because of you, I was able to be prepared. Because of you, I think my grandmother's life was saved, on and on and on. And the way that I do that is I go through the data as best I can. I'm very good at reading early signals, and I can operate faster and more nimbly than big, giant institutions. It's just the way it is. So as a reminder, this has been something of a ride for me. This isn't the life I chose for myself. COVID came along. I dove in. I used my gifts as, as best I could to help you. And help other people like you figure out what was going on and more importantly what you could do about it to position yourself be more resilient take steps order things avoid things whatever whatever the story was so on january 23rd of 2020 i put out my first video and for about two months i was fighting wall street journal new york times uh chicago sometimes all these big organizations and, and msm mainstream media msm outlets who were saying oh it's just it's the flu I was like, no, it's really not based on our early data. And and then um, I ended up calling it a pandemic uh, before the end of January 2020. And, and it was not until later in March that the WHO actually got around to declaring it a pandemic. And the whole time I was up against that. And by the way, if the same instantly thin skinned censorious people were operating uh, the system back then, all of these videos of mine would have been stricken down one for even declaring a, a pandemic when obviously the WHO hadn't said that. And therefore, we have to follow what the WHO says, because they are, of course, the most authoritative source. And we have to do that. That was that's really the policy of a lot of these social media giants now. regardless of the fact that the WHO has been wrong time and time again or late or slow or clearly conflicted, uh, despite all of that. And by conflicted, I mean conflicted with CCP uh, agendas and money and all of that. I get it. But uh, this calling it a pandemic before the WHO, that I'm sure would have resulted in a strike today. It's not something I would attempt to do anymore, to front run the WHO by that much. Uh, so again, I'm early. That's my, that's my forte. That's my superpower. I can be early to things. Uh, I raised about dwizobin one and dwizobin two early in the spring of 2020, right? Um, and I could show you my, that my subscriber count flatlined as soon as I mentioned that there was a bin one there, just stopped, right? It was really skyrocketing, and then it just stopped. Um, and the reason for that, I'm convinced, is because I was talking about an unapproved subject, and it happens, right? So I understand that. It, my, my point here is that it should be okay for little people, for the common person, for an average person to sit down, read something, talk about it. Try and parse through to get to whatever the truth might be. And by the way, the whole time I was just merely talking about data that was out there. Uh, And as well, people reported constantly that they were being unsubbed from this channel. And that doesn't happen to anybody else I've talked to. You know, you go to like J.P. Sears or, you know, one of these other channels. You don't find people saying, oh, my God, I get unsubscribed from your channel. But it's happening to me a lot. So make of that what you will. These are little nudges. Um, Those are nudges from uh the oligarchy as it were to say hey stay in your lane you know don't get too far out of it there's a polite window of conversation if you're in there we're fine but if you get a little outside things get things get nudgy out there uh i called the lab leak hypothesis in uh, as credible in may 2020 and i had to enjoy being called a conspiracy theorist for nearly a year now all those same people conveniently forget that they were calling me that and of course now we all know that uh, that's a realistic hypothesis Um, How about this one? Uh, In July, you know, I was out here talking about most protective immunity is natural immunity. And that was something I've been talking about for quite a while. As soon as we got the data, we went forward with it. Again, very much not a welcome conversation to be had. But now, as of August 30th, which would be yesterday, the uh, day before yesterday in the time of this recording, well, now that a Pfizer board member has said that natural immunity against COVID-19 needs to be included in policy discussions, well, now it's okay, right? Again, the message here is that if it comes from the top, it's an okay thing to talk about. If it comes from the bottom, it's not okay. And are we okay with that structure as a society? And I'm not. And the reason is, is that the best ideas don't always come from the top. They come from wherever they happen to come. It should be a meritocracy of ideas. It should be that, how did I know this in July 16th? And it's a full month and a half later before it's finally the Pfizer board member is talking about this. It's because I read the data when it comes out. I'm more nimble. I was able to read the data that was coming out of credible places and say, hey, this is a thing and it needs to be included in our overall policy discussions. I'm glad we're there finally, but I don't like being censored or squished or uh, otherwise limited for having the temerity to come out before uh, it's officially approved something that you can talk about. So that's what we're, at, we're all about. You either live in a democracy with an open free speech framework, which says, All ideas are welcome. Not all of them are good, but that's the scrum of ideas. They all get, they come out, and somehow the best ideas win over time. Rather than saying there's a top-down flow, somebody decides somewhere when it's okay to talk about certain ideas and it's not okay before then, and it is okay after uh, that gets done. And and that's the that's what I actually decry because we're at a really critical moment of history here. I wish we could have a full-throated conversation to switch topics entirely about the impact and effects in social engineering that's happening when the Federal Reserve prints money day after day after day and hands it to billionaires. It's socially corrosive. It is easily predictable that it's going to end badly as any other prediction you could possibly make. It's not a prediction. It's more of a trend extrapolation. And we're not having any conversation about it because it's not okay to have that conversation yet. Someday it will. But by then, too much damage will have been done. So, I'm a big fan of ideas coming out and winning or losing based on their merits. And by the way, what did uh, this Pfizer board member, Scott Collie, say he said the balance of evidence demonstrates that natural immunity confers a durable protection. Hmm. It's you know, uh, so that's pretty cool. And, and natural immunity gained from prior COVID-19 infection needs to be included in discussions about virus related policies and mandates. So I am going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about what this means and a lot of strategies around that, but I'm not going to be doing it here. So I've learned my lesson. The nudges have worked. And I, I knew that I was needed to be careful about what I said out here in YouTube space. But listen, big media, whether it's uh, Twitter, whether it's Facebook, whether it's, it's uh, YouTube, they're not interested in a bottoms-up organic approach. I spend a lot of time finding this, preparing this, I have a team of people to help me make this look like really incredible production. I do all of this because I want to bring the best possible product. Do you know what I charge YouTube for that? Nothing. Do you know what I get from that? A share, a piece of the larger earnings around that. So I am in the business of creating awesome content for a company that really doesn't value it, really doesn't respect it, and really treats me and other content creators with a mysterious uh, steel glove, because we don't know what the rules are. We don't actually know. We, we I don't even know, was this an algorithm this time? Was it a human? Is the whole channel going to be taken down? We, we don't know any of these things. So this is why one of the most important things that we can talk about right now is how you can stay in touch with me, because I don't, I don't know. I literally don't know if this channel is going to be up for five more minutes after this, or whether we get another five years, or whether I'm going to say something. And even though I'm going to limit severely what I say here now in the future going forward, because A, I don't want to put my best effort in something that's going to not be appreciated and even be censored, because that actually has an impact, right? I see people use such moments against me on Twitter or out there on Facebook. They say, oh, that guy, he was banned by YouTube as if, as if that means something, as if that's a, a meaningful... Description of me as a human being—that that alone is like the red mark of our times, right? I've been cast off. I've been voted off the island, right? I didn't survive. My flame got snuffed, right? So, given all of that, uh, I'm not going to be putting my best work out here anymore. But I am who I am, and I am going to continue doing what I do, which is giving my best to the world. I'm going to be increasingly doing it at my website, and so here's our special offer. This is good until my next video is posted here on YouTube, usually about a week, um, and. What we're offering here is you get to come and try out and see what it's like with our amazing community and have access to the content that I produce, as well as, by the way, the content produced by the other members back here at, at Peak Prosperity. It's phenomenal, right? Anything goes. You can inv- advance any ideas you want. Ask any questions as long as they're rooted in the data and we can be adults about it and we can be civil. That's our entire rule set. So for this This special offer is for just a buck. Just come and try it. I'm so confident you're going to like it. You're going to stick around, but that's it. That's the total cost. Come try it out for buck. There's the link right there. You can follow that link, and we'll also have the link down below here in the description. As well, we're busy, busy, very busy, exploring and having high-level talks with lots of other platforms that are out there, so thank you for all your suggestions around that. We're going to work something out, and we will get out there. And by the way, um, this message will get out And our message, which is fact-based messaging, will get out there in the world, along with many other people. So a little bit of a trial uh, and tribulation here, but don't worry, we're going to work it all out. Now, as a reminder, I do what I do, not from a left-right perspective. Uh, A lot of times people accuse me of being too far left or too far right for them. I get accused of both of them. That's perfect. That means my message is working. I'm like that human Rorschach test. Oh, Chris, you're a conservative. You're a liberal. I'm neither. I go up-down i'm an up down guy and the up axis for me is integrity i love integrity and these people i just mentioned before and many others out there who are in this integrity network just super people pierre cory whoa, so full of integrity paul merrick so full of integrity unbelievable always doing the right thing even when it costs them royce white same thing brett weinstein heather Heyling, same same thing like these are amazing people who are bringing their best to the world because they have to because they're built with integrity what's the at the opposite end of that it's this ideological rigidity it's this authoritarian stuff we're going to be really talking about this stuff in part two uh, of this which is back at the website again um, because it's really important so i needed to preface not left right because if i put up bill maher people go oh he's lefty so i'm not listening but it's not that the point here is i want to make is that he noted here that it's the question in a poll that Gallup ran, is what are the chances that somebody with COVID will be hospitalized? And look at the look at the partisan breakdown. Look at how politicized our medicine has become. I decry that the word science no longer means science to a lot of people. It's used like a magic talisman, like a cross before a vampire, right? Science, because science. But look at look at this. If you ask a Democrat, what are your chances of being hospitalized when you uh, when you get COVID? They said 41% said 50% or more. That's your chance. That's your actual risk of ending up in the hospital. 50% or more, right? 41% said that, and the actual answer is 1% to 5%. And only 10% of Democrats got that answer. Uh, fully 26% of Republicans got that answer, but still a horrifying uh, 28% think that you have that 50% chance. And then independent voters... Uh, came in at 20% got the right answer, but still a whopping 35% of them think you have a 50% or more chance of ending up in the hospital. Now, how does that happen? This is just data. This should be the most organized and well-reported data there is. There should be no confusion about this. There should be no confusion at all about what your actual odds are of ending up in the hospital. In fact, it should be even more nuanced than that. You should understand, based on your age and your comorbidity profile, There's a risk profile line there that people should understand. Your chance of ending up in the hospital varies by age mostly and by comorbidity secondarily so that we should be able to answer this very, very clearly for ourselves. But look at the confusion. So this is why actual science and accurate reporting is absolutely essential. And that's why I do what I do because there's no reason for it to be this way. Didn't have to be this way. And it shouldn't be this way. We should be able to parse through the data as quickly and as cleanly as we can. And everybody should have a shared understanding. But this risk profile that we're seeing here, this risk profile is horribly, horribly skewed. This would be like somebody thinking that if you slip on the ice outside the front of your house, you have a 50% chance of dying. No, you'll get banged up. It'll probably hurt. But you're not going to die, you know, unless things go horribly wrong, statistically small chance of whatever, you know, that injury is. So this, this just tells you how bad things are, right? And it's against this backdrop you would think that good reporting would actually be well-rewarded. Here's how many interviews I've had from major media, literally since the beginning of the COVID crisis, none. Nobody's interested in this level of reporting, whether that's uh, professional jealousy or whether they're just unaware of it or whether my reporting of the facts doesn't conform with their view of the world because they had think you have a f- um 50 chance of ending up in the hospital if you get COVID, and so they don't even understand the words i'm saying because i say that ain't it because i'll use stuff like this data this comes from oklahoma by the way oklahoma is the only state i'm aware of reporting this level of information they give you all the hospitalizations all the deaths it's by county how many people are vaccinated what status of vaccination are they in the hospital are they not in the hospital wow, we can actually do something with this data. But looking at this, they say that uh, there's a total cumulative incidence over time, 13,456 out of 100,000 people. That's 13.4% chance of getting COVID. So that means they think that about 13% of their population has been so far exposed and infected by COVID or SARS-CoV-2. And that out of that, your cumulative hospitalization rate would be 785 per 100,000 persons. You divide those into each other. Hey, um, Oklahoma says if you get COVID, you have about a 5.8% chance of ending up in the hospital. Now, that's too high of an estimate. Why? Because this is too low of an incidence because this is the only the people who got tested and tested positive. We know that COVID mostly went undetected certainly in the early wave of the cycle in 2020 when many tests weren't being run. Most of those cases went undetected secondarily, uh, even now. With Delta, as bad as that variant is, most people actually have an asymptomatic or low symptomatic run with that. So they probably don't get tested. So at any rate, we would expect their actual incidence to be maybe twice as high as that, in which case the hospitalization rate cuts in half. Because that's 785 per 100,000, that's a hard number. The 13,456, eh, we don't know. But I'm gonna guess that their actual infection rate is much, much higher than that. We're gonna talk about these actual risks. Really cool paper um, by Ioannidis out of Stanford. And again, we'll be talking about that because that's some of my better work analyzing these things, this this paper right here. We'll be talking about this uh, in part two of this, which you'll find over at peakprosperity.com as well. We'll be talking about this really awesome chart that uh, Robert Malone put out recently, um, where they're talking about deaths per 100,000 of some substance when you compare countries in blue which use this substance compared to the countries in tan and uh there's a very clear difference in those two lines the blue versus the the tannish line orangish line however that presents for you that needs to be talked about so we'll talk about all of that now um listen uh this is my request to you is to find us over at peak prosperity if you if you're thinking oh you know i'll 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 remember later we might, this channel might just disappear. We don't know, right? It's just the nature of the world we live in right now. I talk about things that are inconvenient truths to the powers that be, and I believe fully in, and here's my commitment, I will not stop reporting from the bottom up. If I see something and I can talk about it, I will parse that data out. But increasingly, you're going to be able to find that information, not here, because I just a lot of reasons I don't want to do that that I already went through. So here are all the ways that you can find us and all of this. Our, our ask for you is to like this video if you liked it. Um, subscribe to this channel. You might as well. It might Who knows how long it'll be around. But we want you to share our work with some of your friends. But please, 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 please come on by this place right here at peakprosperity.com. All these other places you can follow us. And this is the link if you want to just sort of write that down or you can find the link in the description below that you can find our special offer that's just going to be up for very limited time so you can try out our service but mostly what we want really is for you to find us over there if you sign up we have your email and that means that if anything happens to our channels we can still get a hold of you if that would be important to you as i said we're working very hard to figure out a way around all of this so that we don't have to be censored or worry about being censored because we believe in the right of us as people as individuals as citizens to look at the data to have conversations, and to talk about what we need to talk about. That's what we believe in. We think it's vitally important. And it's this period of history is the most important period of history that we can be having this conversation. Why? Because the predicaments we're facing that are going to be coming economically, with respect to our energy policy, environmentally, all of those dwarf anything that could be talked about with COVID. And if we can't even get the COVID conversations right, our prediction is we're going to have a really rough ride coming into the future. And based on that, our strongest advice is you need to be resilient. And more than that, you need a community of people. And even more than that, we need to have the right to freely discuss what we're seeing and what the issues are so that we can, for ourselves, as responsible adults, decide what actions we're going to take in our lives to make ourselves, our loved ones, our communities safer, more prosperous, happier, and to thrive hey, that's what we're about. We're about thriving. We're not about surviving. We're not about wearing a hair shirt and being unpleasant and going, oh, woe is us. We're all about taking positive action. But it begins with being properly informed. It begins with proper education. It begins with having the right context. So that's all I have for you today. Come find us at Peak Prosperity. Hope to see you there. we got a great community. We would love to welcome you. Please join us there.